It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Monday, August 28th, with your hosts, Ray. I'm Ray. That's Zach, a.k.a. Handsome. Um, hope everybody's doing well today. Yeah, good to see you there, Handsome. Right back at you, Pops. Appreciate the kind words. All right, here's the deal. We're going to talk about the best yes. and the worst cars you can buy in 2023. And this comes by way of IC Cars. They have some really interesting data. Before we jump into that, we're in the home stretch of our end of August promotion back at CarEdge.com. $100 off vehicle service contracts, colloquially referred to as extended warranties, and 20% off everything. Console calls, reports, data, coach, everything back at CarEdge.com. 20% off of me? Uh, I can afford to lose 20%. Everyone's got a price, man. <laughs> oh, no, no. I meant weight-wise. <laughs> You look good. Don't, don't beat yourself up. You look good. Yeah. This data comes from iccars.com, the fastest selling new and used cars in today's market. Used cars sell faster as new car sales slow and EVs take twice as long to find a buyer. Mm. Mm. All right, let's mm. dig into the data, Dad. This is very interesting stuff. Yes. We will have a wholesale used car market update tomorrow from BlackBook. We'll be back on Wednesday to dig into that. In the meantime, yes. year over year, Dad, the average days on market for a used car has gone from 52.4 to 49.2. Typically, days on market going down would equate to prices going up, but not in this case. Average <laughs> transaction prices for used cars between the last you know, one and five-year-old used cars is down 3.6%. We're off to a good start, right? Yes, except nobody believes that they're <laughs> down 3.6%. I would believe 3.6%. But, you know, the wholesale values are probably this down is close to, yeah, yeah, I know, are probably down close to 15%, but retail values are down 3.6%. The top year 20 over year. fastest selling used cars, <laughs> these are going to be the vehicles that are most difficult to get your hands on. Let's pull down here, Pops. Here they are, Dad. The Honda HRV, typically on the market as a used vehicle for 34.4 <laughs> days. The Acura ILX, 35.3. Notice, notice the two fastest selling one to five year old cars. What do they have in common? They're Hondas. They're Hondas. Besides that, under $30,000. Bingo. Under $27,000. Under $27,000. Yes. So in terms of the quote-unquote worst, because they're moving so quickly, <laughs> yes. are all of your affordable vehicles, maybe with the exception of the Highlander here and the RDX. Yes. But look at these price points. It's not until you get to the Sienna Hybrid down there, Dad, that's a $44,000 price point. The quote-unquote worst used cars to be in the market for right now are your affordable ones that get good gas mileage. Isn't yes. that crazy? Yes. I'm saying worst because they're selling most quickly. Do you see a single American-made vehicle here? Uh, keep scrolling. Because, again, it's top 20. We're currently yeah. looking at the top 10. Yeah, there's one. GMC Yukon. So we've got, what, Corvette. two, three with the Cadillac. Three Cadillac. Yeah, look at that. Three out of the top 20. <laughs> so what does that tell you? Probably the best in terms of in terms of negotiability, the best new and used cars to be buying are American-made. Yes. And the worst in terms of negotiability are going to be imports. Yes. Your, your Asian brands. Wild. Yes. The data gets even more interesting when you start to look at powertrain, Dad. Look at this. One to five-year-old EVs. July 2022, the average days on market to sell was 26.4. The average price was $64,049. This, this was merely 13 months ago. Yeah. Yes. And year over year, July yes. of this year, the average days on market is more than double at 57.8. Yes. And the average price has fallen nearly 40%. 
to $39,156. The best, the best used cars to be in the market to buy in terms of value, relative value. Used EV, man. Holy cow, a 38.9% price drop. Look at this debt. The Model Y, the average price, $46,067. The Nissan Leaf, $20,000. There's a great option if you're yes. interested in a <clears throat> Nissan Leaf. These are sitting around longer, selling slower. Than they have been, yes. And prices are plummeting. It almost makes me want to get a ne- – no, it doesn't. Not quite. <laughs> no. No. No, because where am I going to charge? Why do I have to? You <laughs> know, I don't need to schlep all over Atlanta County to find a charging station. This data is super interesting. No, though. it is. Again, we scroll back up. The used cars that are selling fastest are all your top ten are all Honda, Acuras, Toyotas, or Hyundai's, and 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 all have under a forty days on market yep. average. Yep, yep, and an average price of for the top three at least. Top two, excuse me, under nearly twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah, and, and even your 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 number seven, eight, nine. We're vehicles. still there. Yes. All right, Dad. You keep looking. New cars. Let's look at new cars. Okay. Days to sell new cars has gone up significantly, up twenty five percent from the data at IC Cars. Average price they say has gone up three point eight percent. It's been pretty much flat. The top twenty fastest selling new cars. Let's look at this, Dad. Toyota Grand Highlander Hybrid. Nine days on market, if it's even on the market. Yes. And it's only uh, transacting at an average price of 56.4. 56.4. I'm sorry. 56.4. For a Toyota. Yeah. The Land Rover Range Rover takes 10 days to sell. 150. Yeah. Yeah, there are there hundred and fifty thousand dollar price. Yeah, there are people out there with with a lot of money, and the money's burning a hole in their pocket. The Grand Highlander, not the hybrid, fifty three thousand dollars. The GMC Yukon, a twenty day average on market, eighty two thousand. He called eighty three thousand. Alexis NX, uh, three fifty. The hybrid, twenty days, fifty one thousand five hundred dollars. Here you go. You've got a Kia Forte. Yeah, for twenty four grand. Why aren't more people – oh, because it's a Kia. But – and they're probably not as readily available. But if they were, I mean, if if you are looking for a, an inexpensive new car, and and granted there, there are some uh, quality issues with Kia, um, but if you're looking for an affordable new car, uh, you know, transacting it under $24,000 – that, that seems like it could be a veritable winner along with the Toyota Corolla. Oh, and you also have the Subaru Crosstrek there yeah. at $31,000. These are, I hate to say it, but these are going to be the worst new cars to buy yeah. because they're just they're, they're impossible to negotiate on. You can't negotiate on these vehicles. If a vehicle sits on a dealer's lot for 10 days, and I think that's BS. I don't think yeah. a single Grand Highlander hybrid sitting for more than 48 hours because they're all well, pre-sold. Just waiting for them to get delivered. They're pre-sold before they get there. You can't negotiate these vehicles. No. You absolutely can't. The Sienna hybrid, there's not a Sienna nationwide that you can get your hands on without a dealer trying to mark it up unless yes. you get on allocation list. Well, you know, and the only ones that might be available are ones that were pre-sold, came in, the people backed out, and so – now the dealer has it for inventory, and they've attached a uh, a five, ten, or fifteen thousand dollar market adjustment on it. Dan's got a great comment here. Why no mention of resale or residual value? So that's a great point. All of these vehicles, for the most part, yes. are going to have really, really, really high resale values because they are in such high demand. That being said, there are some exceptions to the rule. 
a Land Rover Range Rover is not going to have an exceptionally high resale value. We have this data back on CarEdge.com, so please take a look there. Most of the brands that you're seeing here, Kia, Subaru, Toyota, Hondas, they hold their value yes. relatively well. Yes. They BMW, have, have Land Rover, not so much. Yes. Sequoia's dead. You can't even find a Sequoia nationwide. $80,000 Toyotas, man. Wait a second. $80,000, $79,000 for, uh, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, and I, and I. That's more than a Tahoe. That's just, it's still just a Toyota. <laughs> okay. You know, the, the affordable um, Asian equivalent. Come on. It, it should not be 79000 American dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So those are going to be your Canadian. Vehicles. Those are going to be the vehicles that are quote unquote the worst because again, you can't negotiate them. The flip side to all of this, Dad. Yes. Are the big three, the American brands. Yes. You want to be able to negotiate? We there was a I'll pull it out right here. Give me one second. Wow. Look at this, Dad. Let me go to Instagram. I talk about it all the time. I get all these Instagram DMs. Of you people. do. You mention it. I have no idea what that means, but you mention it all the time. Give me a second. <clears throat> From this gentleman. Here it is. From yeah. Missac. I'll turn around the screen. Hey there, might want to share that Jeep is basically giving away the new 4xe Wranglers. I stole one in LA, $60,000 MSRP. I end up getting a 24-month lease for $486 a month, taxes included. Wow. That's pretty good for just two years. Quote-unquote best, quote-unquote best new cars and used cars to be in the market for right now are those that have an oversupply. Absolutely. Which are the polar opposite of what we've seen with the Asian brands. Pretty yes. remarkable stuff. Yes, yes, absolutely. It also ties in a little bit, Pops, with the conversation we had on Saturday Night Stream over on the Car Edge channel. Why? When we look at this list, I'll pull yes. the list back up. What brand is in here everywhere? Toyota. 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 Famous for Wait, the how many times is Toyota in the top 20? One, two, two. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. 48%, 47% of the 20 fastest selling new cars in the United States are Toyota. And what is Toyota doing at the exact same time? Um, well, they're, 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 they're creating a shortage of new vehicles and they are instituting new terminology when it comes to manufacturer su suggested retail price, which has become total suggested retail price or Distributor suggested retail price or Toyota suggested. Yeah, that's our dear friends at Toyota. So at the exact same time, Toyota's starting to do all sorts of crazy things. Let me yes. pull it up because my email inbox, Dad, is just absolutely full of people sharing their anecdotes of what Toyota's doing. Hey, Zach, just did some looking at my local Toyota dealers along the New York-Pennsylvania uh, border. And Williams Toyota has three dealerships, all list prices as TSRP. Uh, Galt Toyota also uses TSRP. However, McGuire Toyota of Ithaca uses SRP. So everywhere we turn, yes. Toyota, you can't <laughs> find them in inventory. You can't really negotiate on them. And dealers and, and the, the manufacturer are inventing new ways to describe the price. New nomenclature. I don't like it, man. I know. That really got you uh, fired up on Saturday. Let's switch gears here. We'll come here to Darren. Darren says, Pops. Yes. We really appreciate this, Darren, once it pops up on the screen. Uh, 
Eh, there there we, go. we go. Being prepared by car edge information is awesome. Seriously, haggling over the price with information in your pocket is so good. How long has the car been on the lot? Oh, you're not sure? Let me tell you. What is the buy rate <laughs> on the interest rate? Gotta love it, man. Yeah, I, I like that. Gotta Here, I can help you with that. Here, let's check out your inventory. This is how long. You've at least been advertising it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Might, might not have been on the lot for 40 of those 60 days, but... Yeah, but you've been advertising it, it yeah. for, for a whole 60 days. Just yeah. to show everyone what Darren's talking about, and it ties in really nicely to this best and worst. You go to CarEdge.com. Let's choose a vehicle. Pops, what do you want to look at? Oh, I don't care. Come on. Give me something. We're um, talking about Toyota. You want to do Toyota? You want to do the opposite? Choose uh, Toyota or Ford. Which one? Um, do Nissan. Do Nissan? All right. We'll do a 2023. What do you want to do? A Nissan? Rogue. Rogue. They're the always popular the always popular nissan rogue here we go i mean it's right here ken garf nissan days on market 24 let's do this days on market highest tim Dahl been advertising this thing for 280 days no wonder we think you should be able to get two grand off of it and and the truth be told that that probably has been on this line all the time (laughs) let's look let's look at the price history real yeah this is what's nice about this all this information in one place. Let's see. Let's go to the price. Market day supply only 56. Wow. Wow. My zip code is currently set to, I think I'm in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. We're about to find out. Utah. I'm in Utah. Utah. Okay. Beautiful Utah. And and may I say. They've kept the price the same. Man, when we drove cross country. Utah's awesome. Yeah. was Without a doubt, Utah was just the most unbelievably gorgeous state to drive through. Yeah, Utah's really, really awesome. Yeah. All right, Dad, not only do we have the data from IC cars, we also have data coming from car gurus that corroborate some of what we've been talking about. I wanted to pull this up. This was their July consumer intelligence report. Yes. EVs continue to see large price declines from last year. Look at some of these year-over-year declines, Dad. The Tesla Model S is down 42.1%. Model X, Model Y, and Model 3, all more than 37%. Wow. What do you, what do you, I mean, $97,760 for a Model X in July of 2022. And in July of 2023, it's worth $58,587. What are you saying to someone who bought one of these vehicles last year? And it's Sucker! No, no. <laughs> what do you do if you're that underwater on your car loan? Well, you don't trade it. Dad, it lost $40,000 in value. Well, but it lost $40,000 in value because how many times has Tesla reduced the price of their cars? No, no, no. I'm not. Which, I'm not. which impacts, um, you know, the, the wholesale value of their vehicles. It's just, um, so what do you say? Yeah, you say, sucker. No, come on. <laughs> how does it feel? That is not our brand whatsoever. Oh, oh well, you say, I feel. I, I really feel bad for you. Come on, man. Why are you ostracizing <laughs> these people that are $40,000 upside down? I, I do feel bad for them. Honestly, I do. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of people that decided to go with EVs, you know, did it for reasons that you know, they, they, they want to help the environment. They think this will be better for the environment. Da, 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 da. And, 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 you know, they paid a premium, um, to, to do what they were trying to do. And as it turns out, you know, Tesla is, uh, well, a large corporation trying to make a lot of money. And they realized that in order to maintain their market share, that they needed to bring their pricing down. Um, 
to impact their competitors. And it's working. However, the the downside of Tesla doing that is it has uh, dramatically decreased the value of the pre-owned ones. So if you bought one and you own it, you, you're, you're taking it in the shorts. Do you think that's also partly... I'm trying to think if there's a cycle here with why we're seeing wholesale prices go down as much as they are. We saw a massive increase in EV adoption last year. and again, Which has slowed down this year. For sure, for sure. But yeah. it did go last year. Yes. These are non-EV models in their largest year-over-year variants. Number one on the list is the Land Rover Range Rover Sport. Yes. We've got a Kona Electric here. Great, 10%. A Honda Accord down 6.8%. You pull back up the slide with the EVs on it. You don't even get on this list unless your vehicle has depreciated more than 30%. 30%. Yes. You've got to think that this push towards EV adoption has been a factor in driving wholesale values down so much because those people that have these vehicles and they're going to trade them in, they're just they're just shocked. Absolutely shocked when they think when they have an $80,000 loan and they're getting offered 50 grand on a car dad, that is beyond shock. That is Holy cow, how do I make the numbers work? That That is, you better hope that the dealership has an AED in, on, on site. You better hope you have gap insurance. Well, you know, it, it is, it's just, listen, when, when, when EV adoption was first really taking off, people were willing to pay. Yeah. And now it has become a much more competitive playing field because there are really a lot more uh, manufacturers in that space. Well, when that happens, it brings the prices down. You know, we we saw it happen with cell phones. You, you saw it happen with TVs. Um, you know, OLED TVs, OLED TVs were like astronomically expensive, and they've come down to a more reasonable. It just happens, and and but the early adopters are the ones that are paying a price for that. Let's do a quick uh, quick experiment. You know, I love to do these experiments. Yeah, we'll switch gears move in another direction here. But let me pull this up on the screen. We're on caredge.com on the car search. Oh, I was going to tell you to highlight one just so we can pull it up later. <laughs> okay. We're on the caredge.com car search. Yes. All right. So here I am, and I've got it sorted to Teslas. And what I want to look at, that is, I want to look at ones that have been on the market for over four months. Okay. These are used cars. So they've actually yeah. held these for over four months. There are 1,832 Teslas, all makes and models, that have been on dealer lots for over four months. That's a long time to be sitting on a Tesla. Yes. Let's start to look at some of these. I don't want to look at a Y. I want to look at either an X or an S. We'll do this S right here, the P90D. Okay. I think that's like a high, relatively high trim level. Type. I have no idea. Let's take a quick peek. I want to look at, it's loaded, it's loaded, it's loaded, the price history. All right, so this was back in 2020. So here's the original. No, here we go, right here. Yes. At the end of January, this dealer wanted $44,111. Okay. We're down to now. What the heck was going on here? Price drop alert. Yeah. We're down to $34,990. So they've, they've dropped it almost 10 grand. I feel like that's what you Nine grand. I feel like that's what you have to do. Well, yes, excuse me, is if if wholesale values on these things have tanked, then yeah, that's exactly what you have to do. Let's look at another one of these 114,000 miles on it. Holy cow. I don't know how I feel about a Tesla with 114,000 well, miles. Well, I don't know how I feel about it, but there's not nearly as many moving parts as you have totally, in, a, totally. in a 
in Dad, look how much they've, I mean, they've had this over a year or nearly a year down to 21. So I think this is where we're seeing the biggest push on price yes. is obviously with these electric vehicles. Yeesh. All right. You wanted me to pull up a comment? Give me one quick there second. Was. Here you go. Yeah. Pops, go for it. Based on my meeting that I had this morning, I heard that the EV market is slow and not growing in Europe and in North America. So OEMs are not really interested anymore to make them. OEMs are losing money on them. And that, you know, is Ford originally this year said they were going to lose $3 billion on their EV division, and they've since adjusted that to $4.5 billion is their new anticipated loss for the year. But yet they still want to get deeper and deeper into EVs. Um, and how do you do that when you're losing so much money? And the market seems to have shifted to a certain degree. Um You've heard me say it before, the, the problem with EVs, is, as I say it at the moment, from someone who spent 43 years in retail automotive, is the early adopters have adopted. And then the rest of the market, which has perhaps maybe considered it, still hasn't considered it enough to push themselves to actually do it. And again, that's where we're seeing the huge year-over-year -year price declines. And it's not just Tesla. It's all of the EVs. Oh, it's, it, yeah. I mean, you know, Tesla's going to sell more Teslas this year than they ever have. Mm -hmm. Okay. By a long shot. Like, they're killing it. They're yeah. absolutely crushing but, it. But the, the market penetration for EVs is slowing down. Yeah, the month over or quarter over quarter growth is yes. down. Yeah. Yes. Let me pull up this, Deb. One other thing ties back to the title of today's stream, the best and worst cars to buy in 2023. Cargers had this data about the vehicles who have actually seen their price go up the most year over year. Okay. And this is pretty remarkable. Still, Mercedes-Benz, Dad, we visited the local Mercedes dealer here in Atlantic County, New Jersey, and they had the most inventory of any dealership we've been to. Yes. By far, wasn't even close. I wonder if that's because the average E-Class price is up 22% year over year. The GLS is up 20.5%. It's pretty remarkable how much they've increased price there. We've got the Genesis G80 up 18.8%. The BMW X7 up 18.5%. How can that be? I, I mean, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the two cars that typically historically drop the most in value from being new to used were the uh, Mercedes-Benz S-Class. And a BMW uh, 7. Well, this is the X7, so. 7 Series you're talking about. The yeah, yeah. This, but it just. Look at that, then. It's a Jeep Wrangler. No wonder Wranglers are sitting around like crazy. We had yeah. the story earlier about a 24-month lease, and one of our community members got it under $500 a month. $488 a month, tax in. Pretty yeah. wild, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, these would be vehicles that we don't you know, encourage folks to be to be in the market for. If you are, definitely be negotiating the heck out of them. Well, or try. Yeah. Got to try. Yeah. All right, Dad, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, a day would not be full without us mentioning the um, United Auto Workers potential strike. This continues to be a developing story. Just to be clear, this is these are the demands. Yes. 46% raise in pay, 32-hour work week, so four-day work week. Um, 
the UAW is going for it, man. They're really going for it. And they have the support of other groups as well. Unifor yes. says their 18,000 workers in Canada are covered by collective bargaining agreements uh, with GM, Ford, and Stellantis. So Unifor mm-hmm. up in Canada saying that they would support the UAW in voting for a strike against the Detroit Big Three as well. So you have a lot of pressure being put on these OEMs. That, that just seems like, a, you know, a 46% wage hike. And we want a four-day work week. I also want four-day work weeks. Like, being honest, I think that'd be great. I don't see how you can yeah, do the two. but you work seven days. So no, 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 I but my, my, for the team and everything, too. Yeah. But like, I don't see how you can do a four-day work week and give a 46% raise. Like, it's – it's. Well, I guess you'd have to if, in order for people to be able to make enough money if they're only working four days no, a week. you'd pay – I don't know, man. Yeah. It's – UAW's I, going for it. Well, listen – the way negotiations work is you don't get what you don't ask for. And, and what you originally asked for has several throwaways in it that you never expect to get. And if, if somehow they fool you and they give you some of that stuff, you're going, wow, buddy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Let's ask for a 46% raise and let's, let's ask for a four day work week. Um, and hey, let, hey, I want and let's very- let's ask for free lunch. No, no, uh, you, I you know, no, I wouldn't trivialize. I'm generally supportive of the union doing what they're doing. The record profits that the OEMs have made and everything. This yes. hasn't been renegotiated in what six years. Well, yeah, I think the, the so. What week. if it was if it's six years and you're asking for what was it a 46 percent pay raise? Yeah, what is that compounded annually? I mean, it's probably not even that much. It's probably what like six percent each year. And what's been the rate of inflation? So I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is there's probably a lar- logical argument for how they're coming to the table with this. And the last thing yeah. we don't we, we actually don't want to see a strike. We really, really don't want to see a strike. No, it just no. seems pretty inevitable because the likelihood that any of these big three executives, you know, they're they're labor negotiators, they're heads of you know, you labor. know we have two and a half weeks for them to figure it out. They're not going to sign off on these things immediately. They'll do a little strike to you know. Well, yeah, I. Yeah, you, you can't. What's you, more, you can't see the manufacturers going. Oh yeah, forty six percent increase. Sign us up. Yeah, yeah. Sign us right up. Oh, and and if you don't mind, instead of a four day work week, how about five we do day a three work, day? Five day work. Let's do a three day. Let's. You know, they're asking for four I days know. instead of five days. But but my my point is, you know that 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 the manufacturers will counter it maybe a twenty percent. Wage hike, whatever it is. I'm I'm here with the gang. The yeah. CEO's bonuses alone. I mean, they can't, but like conceptually, if you it's, start, to, yeah, yeah, conceptually, it sounds like the CEO bonuses okay, can pay for it, but they can't. What sounds better? Yeah, the employees. Actually, we're gonna do this together. You guys know this is how we operate. How do we operate? Our calculator. I want to see what the compounded annual growth rate is. Oh, I have to do like a starting value. Okay, well, because I need a 46%. Someone tell me, someone in the chat. (laughs) Someone in the chat tell me what the compounded annual growth rate would be if the overall rate increases 46% over six years. What is the compounded annual growth rate of that? Versus Mary Barr getting a $50 million bonus. Like, oh, come on. Her her income was only like $28 million. Stop it. Only $28 million. We'll come back to the chat in just a second. Hopefully someone's got that there. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Hello, Car Edge team. Congratulations on your great work. Do you plan on doing a dealer event again in the near future? Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. We are talking to three different dealership groups right now. If you are a dealer, caredge.com slash join. Please fill out the application to see if we might be good partners in working together. The Car Edge promise is very simple. This is what we ask of you. We need to have pre-negotiated prices that do not change. What does do not change mean? No hidden fees, no add-ons. We have to be able to do at-home delivery in your area for our customers. And you have to allow a Car Edge concierge to be a part of the car deal to help answer any questions. If that sounds good to you, please contact us, caredge.com slash join. And we're going to be doing more marketing asking the community to recommend dealers mm -hmm. that they think we should work with and ask, actually asking you to contact dealers on your behalf or our behalf to, to get them into the network. We're very excited about it, Mark, because that promise is pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Should make for a better experience. Gil wants to know if we have extended warranties for Tesla. We do. CarEdge.com slash warranty. You just have to put the VIN in. It doesn't show up in the year make model dropdown, so you have to put the VIN in, Gil, but we absolutely do. All right. Did anyone do it? Here we go. Thank you, Troy. About 7.5%. Okay. Seven and a half percent annual rate. Man, that sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. What, what is, what's your social security go up? Uh, last year it went up, uh, what was it? 6%. This year they're expecting about 3% cost of living adjustment. Okay. All right. So maybe so, seven and a half percent. So seven and a half percent a year, you know, sounds high. Now, you know, the last, Two years, we we've had some pretty high inflation. Yeah. Um. So it, it, things have been exacerbated, but ain't nobody giving you seven and a half percent a year straightforward for the next four or five years, um, because that's not a reasonable expectation. I don't believe. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. All right. Let's do our favorite segment of the show, pops. Really? You gotta be kidding me. I'm excited to get off of the, the strike stuff. So hopefully okay, that's sooner, too. sooner than later. Yeah. Dad, we have had an interesting new phenomenon. Yes. When it comes to self-driving cars, they are getting coned. Ooh. Do you know what coning is? Um, well, I, I, I wore something like that in grade school. I think it was called a dunce's cap. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's, that's like a cone for your head. You look like a dunce. Don't know anything about that, but... I really don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying I you don't have, know. You must have lived a sheltered life. Um, Dad, this is a way to make autonomous vehicles inoperable. And we are seeing in San Francisco, did you see the recent um, headlines? There were multiple cruise vehicles at, a, um, at an intersection all stopped. They weren't moving. Yeah. We are seeing a proliferation of conings happen. This, the headline in automotive news is groundswell of opposition to self-driving vehicles comes amid big tech backlash. Protesters in San Francisco say they'll continue to cone self-driving vehicles as the number of autonomous vehicles on city streets grows in the wake of a controversial. So, so vote. what do you you put a cone on it? It can't go anywhere. Yeah, correct. If you put a cone on an autonomous vehicle. The ordinary orange construction cone has become a symbol of resistance and an insurgency against self-driving vehicles. Members of a group called Safe Street Rebel started placing construction cones atop the hoods of robo-taxis last month in San Francisco. The action renders the car unable to continue driving until a human removes the cone or reboots the system. The vigilantes began their vehicular mischief. It quickly became known as coning. Ahead of a controversial vote this month in which a California in, in which the California Public Utilities Commission approved the expansion of commercial self-driving vehicles throughout the city. That green light came over the objections of the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency and city police and fire department officials. Don't listen to them. All who said self-driving vehicles often interfere with emergency responders and cause traffic fiascos. Hmm. 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 I know we talked about this on um, 
the electric channel on Friday, you know, where there was an instance where one of those vehicles collided with a fire truck that was headed to a fire. And, you know, another one wanted to make it uh, like a permanent monument and drove into wet cement <laughs> and got stuck. Um, oh, it's sad. And there were cones, but somehow it didn't see and it, so I don't know, from coning to dunsing to whatever you want to call it, um, you know, what happens if you just stand in front of one? They don't move. They wouldn't hit you. Really? Yeah. That's like the whole premise of them is that they can like see things and don't hit stuff. Except fire trucks. And well, yeah. I mean, obviously it's it's new technology. So it's we're iterating. We're iterating, Dad. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be part of the statistics, but it iterates, you know. Oh, my God, 72-year-old man run down by cruise <laughs> self-driving vehicle. Yeah. All right. That is – that is uh, yeah. That's yeah. As he's laying there dying, he was heard cursing. <laughs> <laughs> I should have coned you. you. Yeah. I mean, my goodness gracious, you know, where are we headed? Right, and folks, why are we headed there? <laughs> because we don't want to drive our own cars. Here's the deal. Go to well, Car you Edge. Don't. You'd rather just drive my I would rather yours. drive yours. <laughs> Go back to CarEdge.com. Our 20% off of everything sale yeah. ends soon. Use the ends 20. next Monday. Ends soon, folks. So you've got uh, CarEdge data, the coach, the reports, the console calls. Everything is under services right here as well as the service contracts. Please, there's so and much go, free and, and Free stuff. stuff. And go back to resources real quick. And and click on free data, ladies and gentlemen. That is some of the best free information money doesn't have to buy. Okay? It is absolutely free. It can give you a breakdown of what to expect on any vehicle that you might be considering, your depreciation, your insurance costs, your, your maintenance costs. It is such valuable information, especially if you're comparing – Different vehicles from different manufacturers, you can check to see which one depreciates less or more, which one has better history when it comes to maintenance and repairs. And these, this is information that you should utilize when you're trying to figure out what makes the most financial sense for you when you're buying a vehicle. And this is absolutely free, and you need to utilize it. Well done, Pops. Well yes. done. Check it out, Car Edge. Com. All right. We'll be back on Wednesday, taking tomorrow off. So we'll see you on Wednesday. Yes, Stay tuned indeed. for that. And yes. everyone uh, enjoy a happy Monday. I think you're taking me on a great train ride. Tomorrow. We are going on the train. Stay tuned. Yay! Follow us over on Instagram. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll share some content tomorrow from the train ride. That could be fun. Oh, I can't wait. Cool. See you guys then. See you uh, Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for being here today.